Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Second Course Podcast. I yes, am yes. not the host, typically. We can tell that yeah. your voice is deep. You know what? You're a natural, though. This you are. I appreciate well. it. My voice is not the radio voice like Nathan's is, but either way, we're going to get it done today. That's right. That being said, we are excited you're here with us. In fact, we have uh, Michael behind this microphone, and we have Barkef and Brian behind the others. How are yes, you guys doing? Yes, doing great. Doing great. great. Doing well. Doing Good great. to be here. Perfect. M- missing Nathan already. I know. Yeah, that's I'm right. He's on you. his little Christmas trip. Hope he comes back soon. Better be glad it happens once a year, buddy. Mm-hmm. We need you back in this seat. Well, if you missed yesterday, you missed out. Luckily, you're listening in on this podcast so you can hear what you missed out on because Barkef did an excellent job uh, ending the Home for Christmas series, mm-hmm. though we do have the December 24th, obviously Christmas right, Eve, right, right. but ending the Sunday series. And so, Barkef, for those that missed out, give us an overview of that. Uh, absolutely, series. absolutely. So this, of course, the theme has been home for Christmas, and we talked about the fact that uh, really that's something that everybody thinks about. They want to be home for Christmas. We kind of open the illustration with this whole idea of I'll be home for Christmas, that famous Christmas song mm-hmm. from 1943 that has been uh, re-recorded by many an artist all the way, including uh, Kelly Clarkson. And so the whole idea is we all remember what it is to want to be home with family and friends and warmth around the hearth, etc. And yet what we celebrate on Christmas, ironically, is the fact that Jesus actually left his home for us. And so we kind of delved into that a little bit and uh, did a little bit of rehearsing from uh, really what Brian did last week, talking about that first little inkling we get of the first good news in uh, Genesis uh, 3.15, and then say, hey, you know what? There's actually something we can go even beyond that Mm -hmm. and go back to Genesis 1.26, where God, we hear him say, let us make man in our image. Mm -hmm. And we highlighted, Tony Evans does a great job of talking about the fact here we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in eternity past have always been in community and in love and knowing that they're expressing that love relationship and that community. And it's not like uh, God needed us, and yet he had a plan for us from eternity past, even before the creation of man, and, uh, and that Jesus voluntarily came away from his home and came to us, and what a beautiful thing. So that's where that we is went. A, that was a, a great concept to think about, that we all want a home, mm-hmm. and this is just a temporary one for mm-hmm. us, for those that mm-hmm. believe in Jesus, yeah. for anyone. But for those that believe in Jesus, we have a great home awaiting us, and to think that Jesus left that great place to come to this one that's not so great, just to give us an opportunity to go to that one. Um, that was an exceptional thought. Brian, as you listen in on this uh, sermon, I think you're in service one, I believe, maybe service, service two. two. Service yeah. two. Yeah. Service two, the one. It's hanging out at the middle schoolers during there service one. You go. So. There. That's what, and that's there what you we go. pay you for. And we're thankful right. for it. No, that's you're right. great yeah. at it. As you listen in on sermon two, what was it that um, spoke to you or that caught your attention? Obviously, you, uh, myself, any of the other pastors, people who study the Bible, know Christmas series you're mm-hmm. going to be diving into and what you're going to be looking at. But for you, was there something new for you that you thought, man, this was awesome to hear? Yeah, um, there was a lot that that the sermon brought to mind. Um, one thing I love, Barkef, was was uh, you know you mentioned how your um, you just did your daughter's wedding mm-hmm. this uh, this <laughs> last week, yes. and you experienced giving 
you know, your daughter away in a sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's in a good context, you know, right. a, a celebratory context. Uh, but you kind of paralleled that to, I think you were paralleling that to John 3.16, if I remember right. right. <clears throat> um, and yeah, I thought that was a really good point of just a parallel of, of what it's like to give your child away, um, in a sense. Like, that's in a, a context where you're you're happy to be doing that. Right, right. Um, but, you know, and you can speak to this, like, when God sent his son to the world, he's giving his son away knowing what's coming. Exactly. Like, knowing the suffering exactly. that's coming that he's going to face and knowing the rejection he's going to face. Um, and uh, I, I loved that you you know, you created that parallel to, to help us feel like maybe a little bit of what it would be like for mm-hmm. God the Father. We can obviously only scratch the surface of what all went into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But giving his son away, who had been with him from eternity past in perfect relationship um, with him, but knowingly sending him into a world where he's going to suffer and mm-hmm. die. Um, so I don't know. I don't even know what I'm asking in that, but yeah, right, I, I love right. the parallel. and. right. I mean, something I always love to ask is, what does that show us about God? Uh, exactly. Just his nature and, and right. who his he is. selflessness and, and willingness mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, frankly, one of you should have been preaching this past Sunday. I don't know why you made me get up there after giving my, my daughter away on Friday night. You had a busy weekend. That, yeah, I had a busy weekend, but uh, that's all, all on me. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I discussed the fact that uh, it's a big deal. Of course, I have two daughters, uh, three sons, and this is the first of my daughters to give away. Mm. And I've done many, many weddings over the number of decades I've been in ministry, but it is radically different <laughs> when it's your own. Yeah. Uh, and so sure. uh, just walking her up there, which was a while that I, I had to do a, a double duty. I'm walking her up there as a dad, and then I'm handed off to the person who kind of introduces the moment. And then now I am the officiant, but it's my daughter I'm looking at. Mm. And, you know, it's happy, sad. It's, mm. it's, I'm excited for her. I'm excited for him. At the same time, things will never be the same for, for us. It's all going to be different now. Uh, but when I heard uh, Jarrett, who is now her husband's name, uh, we did the traditional vows, and then he had some special vows he wanted to share. And when he started sharing those vows, and I, I could hear the love and the commitment and the recognition of who she is and how important she is, uh, and certainly that welled up for me, uh, yeah, yeah, keep going, yeah, you go, yeah, yeah, you're going, yeah. this is a good direction you got going <laughs> on here, but... Then I'm looking at her, and her her eyes. She's you know becoming dehydrated as mm. <laughs> water's flowing from her eyes. And of course, that caught me off guard. Uh, why it did, I don't mm. know, but it did because mm. I was wrapped up in the moment. And I just thought, wow, you know, I have a comfort level of handing her off to this man, hearing his devotion to her, his mm-hmm. love of her, his honoring of her, and it's clearly heartfelt. It's not, okay, repeat after me. It's no, this is coming from me mm-hmm. to her in front of witnesses. And it, it just hit me, you know, what about us? God has given his son. Is he overjoyed with how we mm-hmm. have responded to receiving that? Yeah. What a challenging question. And, yeah. uh, and it hit me hard. And, uh-huh. and, and then I thought, well, Okay, God, this is something I need to ask the question for all of us. Where yeah. are we on that? Yeah, because are we honor? Is God overjoyed with the way we continue to honor Him? Mm. Have we gotten over it? You know, I'm, mm. I, my prayer is that 
Jarrett never gets over that moment. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, it's, it gets deeper for them. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I, you know, we go through Christmas, and, and Michael, you did a great job of introducing the morning and how the hustle and the bustle and let's not get too distracted, let's not forget what it's all about. And so I'm asking all of us, me first, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know when, oh, we're, yeah. when we're preaching, everybody's just getting the cliff notes <laughs> because the whole sermon yeah, was yeah, to yeah. us, right. you know, the whole time. And, yeah. it, so and the big challenge is, you know, what not to say because mm-hmm. by the time we're finished preparing, mm-hmm. we, we could go on for hours. But it's like, no, no, let's get down to the nuggets that God wants mm-hmm. us to share. And, and it just was clear to me, I need to ask myself and the rest of us, are we over it? Because mm-hmm. we shouldn't be. So anyway, man, that's, that's kind of where. It yeah, went. when you said that, mm-hmm. man, that I, it did. It made me pause for a, a moment, and it's so funny because you think in Christmas time and Christmas stories, is joyful and fun mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. loving, and but dude, what a challenging time mm-hmm. just to stop and go, oh whoa, mm-hmm. let me think about it from this perspective, Brian. You were talking about and think, how does God view me handling mm-hmm. His Son mm-hmm. and that relationship, and am I? doing my part and honoring. Mm. And of course, let's just be honest, we're not. Right. Not all the time. Right. Not, not as seasons. he deserves. Right. Yeah, not mm-hmm. at all. And we'll never be perfect. But man, just to stop and think how much honor he is due in this little, this moment, and it's this little baby, mm-hmm. you know, that came into mm-hmm. the world. So that was such a challenging thought for me. Now, I have a random question. Out of everything you did communicate, mm-hmm. was there something that you just talked about it and we feel it, it's hard as a communicator to figure out what not to say. Was there something you wish you could have communicated, had the time to communicate, or wanted to also say uh, to people uh, yesterday that you didn't, that you could do right now, putting you on the spot? You're welcome to put me on the spot. No, I'll have to say what caught me of the whole thing and, and where God brought the message to me uh, was John seventeen four and 5, and I did get to highlight that. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you hear Jesus' earnest desire to again be with his father in that uh, special way in his presence together as he was in eternity past. I mean, that's John 17, 4 and 5, where he's praying, and he's praying over the disciples, and in the process of praying over them, he dips into his heart's desire to be with Heavenly Father. And he says, uh, I glorified you, Heavenly Father, on the earth having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. And, in, and when you hear Jesus, the incarnate God-man, <laughs> saying, I want to be back there again, and then you realize, if he wants it that bad, how, how bad should we want that? And then when he... F- we go back and we hear him again talking to his disciples in John chapter 14, and he says, look, I'm going somewhere, and if I wasn't going, I wouldn't have told you I was going, and I'm going to prepare a place for you, and oh, by the way, you need to know I'm coming to get you, and I'm going to take you to be with me. This place that I'm just earnestly desiring to be, I don't want to be there without you. I want to take you there, and... uh that we would hold on to that because uh, I had a couple of people come up to me because I did mention that Christmas is not for everyone a positive experience because of life experiences that they have had. And, and I mentioned a good friend who just a week and a half ago shared with me that when he was very young, his father died. 
his earthly father died on Christmas Day. And so Christmas for him is nowhere near the same as it is for us. Even, even though now he has his own children and he celebrates with them, he can't leave that experience behind. It's with him. And, and that when we come to someone like that who has that experience, we can say, listen, I want to encourage you. You're not home yet. And then when we think, what a great Christmas, maybe you can think of your, most, your favorite Christmas, and maybe this Christmas is going to be your favorite Christmas. No matter how great it is, it's nothing compared to what it will one day be if you belong to him and he belongs to you forevermore through simple faith in Jesus. You're not home yet. Yeah. Uh, I thought you brought that out really well, just the uh, you know the series title being Home for Christmas and mm-hmm. you just adding not yet, like mm-hmm. kind of thing, just just that we um that this world isn't our home. That's right. Um and that you know we look forward to a, a kingdom coming that's not here yet. And so that's you brought that out really well. I wonder what what are some like do you think tangible or practical ways? So so someone, let's say, is in that type of situation where Christmas time isn't filled with joy for them. Like maybe they've experienced tragedy or loss um, around that time. And and so it's hard to really experience the joy that, you know, a lot of people do and that God mm-hmm. wants us to experience around um, that celebration. <clears throat> what are some tangible or practical ways that we can really hold on to that hope and make that hope like, uh, um, I don't know, just add some weight to that hope in our day-to-day lives, you think? I think when we are in community, involved in ministry, and of course, we'll, we'll <laughs> folks, you'll hear a lot more about this in the not-too-distant future, because we're getting back to our mission trips, and, and we have Good News Club taking place that, Brian, you've uh, really inaugurated and initiated with the youth and, and a number of adults to help with that. There's something about being on mission right where you are, whether it's overseas or here, together with others, and you experience his presence in the middle of that, because that's where we, we experience his presence. We experience his presence tangibly when we're about his business in his strength together. And when you experience that, if you're having a lonely moment or a sad moment, go back to what that's like and say, God, how can I engage in that now? There's a famous psychiatrist that was once asked the question at a at a symposium, you know, if you knew somebody who was on the verge of suicide, what would you tell them? And they were expecting him to say, you know, use Prozac or use, you know, here, here's the drugs to get straight to the drugstore, you know, yeah. get to your pharmacist. And he said, no. His answer was, I would tell them to walk out of their house, lock the door, walk across the railroad tracks and find somebody to help. Yeah, that yeah. was his answer, and that's that's not even coming from a Christian perspective. That's coming from a, a secular perspective of how do you get out of your own the hole that you're in, the depression that you're in, the sorrow that you're in. You leave that behind and go look for someone to serve, and in serving someone else, meeting someone else's need, you'll find your emotional, your psychological, your spiritual need will be fulfilled. Anyway, that's that's what I would say. No, I think that's a great answer to that question. I was thinking the same thing, like, okay, for those who are depressed or for those who this time of the year, maybe they do feel uh, the weight or a closer connection to Jesus because Christmas and everyone's about Christmas time and all that. What about when it's not Christmas or what about when the Christmas isn't enjoyable like you're talking about? What are the things you can do? And of course, it's so funny because the older you get, the more you think, 
you just get back to the basics. All the fancy stuff and all that. It's like you get back to spending time with him. You get back to the word and to prayer and to getting with other believers and uh, talking about that stuff and experiencing life together. And then no doubt following Jesus' own words to serve, uh, not to be served. And so I love that you brought that up because in in discovery class, which we have coming up um, in about a month and a half, we talk through that, you know, like when you become a believer, the Holy Spirit gives you or is already in you, maybe locked up, but it's initiated this gift, the spiritual gift that God wants you to use. And he wants you to use it, not just so you can now be used, uh, just like, hey, you're a person, you're a body, go do something. But no, you can use it. And when you do, you experiencing uh, him and his blessings and his grace and all that through it. And I think that's I said this before. I think it's John ten ten. Life that's to the fullest. That's ex- I couldn't agree more. He gives I, you he, you experience this life to the fullest when you experience it the way he created to be experienced with the giftings that he's given you, but no doubt the spiritual gift. And when you use it for other people, which is what Jesus came to do, and you're you're imitating him, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. And so when you are experiencing a sad time, mm-hmm. depressing time, if you have anxiety, all these things that uh, you know a lot of people deal with, man. I'm not saying that this is a cure to make all that go away, but I'm telling you it will counteract that those emotions and those feelings so much. When you find out what that gift is, you find a place to use it, and yeah. you go in, you go all in and serve. And that's so uh, counterintuitive to the world system, what the world system tells us. I had a young man who's a very committed young man to the Lord, and, um, and he hears us periodically from the pulpit, any one of us, certainly myself, talk about John 10, 10 and the abundant life. And that's what God, Jesus said, I came, they might have life and might have it to the full. And in his mind, it's like, are we talking prosperity theology? I mean, do people not understand? And I'm saying, no, no, no. Maybe we need to be clearer. When we talk about the abundant life, we're not talking about stuff. We're talking about experience his presence, his strength, his power, his goodness, as we offer ourselves to be used in others' lives yeah. Yeah. by his strength. It's all like the inward mm-hmm. blessings, you know? It's yeah. like, right, it's right. not about the outward no, stuff, though. That no, may right. happen, mm-hmm. That's not, but it's about the inward. It's life to the full, not stuff to the full. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. It's not the stuff to the full, it's life to the full. Yeah. Well, maybe Absolutely. that's the new series for the new year. <laughs> there you go. Life there to you the go. full, not, not stuff, stuff to the full. 2023, new year, new you. catchy little phrase. Well, the time is uh, coming up for us to be done with this. Now, I will say we do have a sermon series kicking off in about three Sundays. We do have Christmas Eve service coming this Saturday, 5 Mm -hmm. p.m. here at the church. We have nothing uh, here at the church on the 25th, Christmas morning, but you can go online. And, and we it, have something really special. It is yeah. so awesome. You're going to want to see it. Don't uh, skip out on what we have online. You're going to want to see it. You, you definitely really will. And then the following week, it's 2023. That's which so is, crazy. I cannot Man. believe. I Amazing. cannot believe. But Amazing. we have one service, 1045, on that day. And then it's not till January 8th, uh, which we have our first service back where normal, normal yeah, two services a Sunday, that kind of thing. So we hope, and we're going to get into First Peter. Absolutely. A little hint here, Sojourners. Yeah. Sojourners, right. here we go. Read it, read the book now, study up, and get ready for January right. 8th. Hey, well, thank you guys for being on the podcast. Thank you guys yeah. for preaching. Literally, you guys and Nathan taking care of the Home Absolutely. for Christmas service. Uh, Looking forward to hearing you on, awesome. on uh, Christmas yeah. Eve. I can't wait. I love Christmas time. Christmas Eve is going to be awesome. So thank you guys for listening in on the podcast. You uh, can leave a review. You can email us if you have questions, any of that stuff. We are available to you. We just want you to Did you know. hear that, Nathan? He got it. Hey, Nathan, we miss you, <laughs> but Michael's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, get back here, man. This is stressful. Anyway, we love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you Saturday night. 
Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.